0: welcome to the gt reboot e3 is days away and we have a full house of gt editors to speculate on what we might see at this weekend's seemingly endless slew of conferences we also discuss mass effect andromeda's trouble development another assassin's creed leak and cd project red's trouble with hackers we're so glad you're here this week to talk about e3 and so many things let's boot up
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Gaming Trend Reboot Podcast. My name is Mike Pierce. I'll be one of your two hosts today, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Joseph DeClara. Joe, how are you doing today, man?
0: Uh, I'm doing very swell, Mike. I'm very excited. It is almost E3 week, and the uh, E3 conferences are just barely upon us, and uh, I'm I'm definitely psyched for this for this weekend coming up.
1: Yeah, and here on this eve of E3, can we call it eve? I guess it's not quite eve yet, but we'll go with that sure, for now. Sure, yeah, yeah.
0: It'll air we're, by around when E3 is starting, getting it eve
1: rolling, three rolling. Yeah, we're joined by uh, some of our reboot um, standbys because they're always here.
2: Oh, that sounds uh,
1: and- so anticlimactic. Standbys,
3: <laughs> <laughs> jeez, well, thanks. I, I prefer stalwart champion. <laughs>
1: stalwart okay our our reboot stalwart champions one of which who is in and out because he gets fired uh, on a <laughs> weekly basis that would be one editor hunter wolf hunter what's up man
4: hey listen
1: that never that's never getting old you know yeah, you i mean know, I, I feel
4: like i feel like i need to switch it up because i say that and then no one ever knows what to respond it's almost like rhetorical so next
0: week i'll because you I'll tell us to listen this. and we're like all yeah, right hunter. And we're all like why yeah, not?
1: and we're waiting in awkward silence for some bomb to drop and nothing drops and then we just move on. Yeah. And now I am going to move on to Josh Devlin, another guest on the show today. What's up, Josh?
2: Hey, uh just getting ready for this weekend, pumped. Got to go to the Home Depot and buy some paint and you know,
1: <laughs> or watch it dry on the walls beyond. why not have time.
2: It's exciting,
1: you know. No. I think only Joe got that one. <laughs> All right, and uh, last but not least, we've got Mr. Christian Decoster. Christian, what is up, man?
3: I don't know what's up. All I know is that it is really hot out right now, and it is killing is me it? that I can't that I can't turn a fan on. Yeah, like no, how hot? I,
0: I have this. Uh, I have this AC uh, right next to me, and it is also off, and it's it's killer right now for sure.
3: An, enough that I seriously considered. I was like, hey. These guys only see me from like the waist up. They're not going to notice if I don't wear pants when I record.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing pants. You I guys, like I should, you guys should regularly don't notice clearer. that I'm not wearing pants because it's just never happening. Never wear pants every day, every week.
1: How does your poster of Ray feel about that? Because she's the one gazing down on you, pants all the
0: time. D- <laughs> unbeknownst, uh, also because I'm at the desk and everything waist oh, down. Oh, legs under yeah. legs underneath
1: the desk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, well.
0: I'm wearing mine on my head. That's
2: the why I don't have my camera on.
1: Perfect. Oh, wonderful. Well, <laughs> here on this pantless E3 Eve episode, we uh, we do actually have some news to get to. And really um, in in keeping with what seems to be like one of the most leaked games ever at this point, or maybe, maybe not ever, but it's been frequently leaked, uh, just recently, within the last few hours, uh, more Assassin's Creed Origins leaks came out. And this one... Is from a retail outlet, I don't know. Oh, it's Target again, it seems like it's always Target too. And uh,
2: those that work
1: there, yeah, and it looks like box art from a gold edition. And uh, there is a pyramid in the background, so and and a sphinx, so it definitely looks very Egyptian. Um, what do you guys think about this? I mean, like, do well, is there even is it, is it even. <laughs> fun anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, I there's, mean,
3: there's no surprise to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right before E3, you know, it would have been nice to um, actually be surprised by everything, but I feel like there's not a whole lot left. Yeah. I, don't know, I maybe mean, that's,
0: I mean yeah. that's the problem with E3 in general lately. I mean, it's not necessarily a problem. It's just the nature mm-hmm. of it in today's day and age that very rarely do we find a lot of surprises that makes the surprises that we do get uh, all the more uh, satisfying and enjoyable because so many things leak in the lead up to e3 a lot it wasn't really a lot this year i feel like although we we still are it, we're recording this on thursday june 8th so we could see a bevy of leaks all within one day tomorrow and then leaks Probably. leading up to each company's conference because they're spread out pretty evenly this uh week uh, weekend leading into the E3 week on the show floor. So, uh, but a lot of the leaks we've seen are from Ubisoft because they just they can't keep uh, their cards to their chest. It's just I, I mm-hmm. assume it's because it's just hard for a company so widespread and uh, creating so many games. Uh, this is technically yeah. a developer slash publisher, so I, I imagine it must be really difficult for them. But uh, Doesn't
1: it seem like it's always Target, though? I mean, I know not in this case necessarily. Sure? This was Target, but and, and the other Assassin's Creed ones were, I think, not from Target. But it seems to me, for whatever reason, this is just arbitrary, but it seems like it's always Target that's mm-hmm. leaking the retail stuff. Like, every damn time, it's Target. It's never Walmart, it's never Best Buy, it's never that's not true I don't
0: know about that Best Buy definitely leaked some information about Zelda Breath of the Wild recently oh did they I I think so Uh, but I mean yeah they it's it's ever any retailer you know amazon often throws up placeholders that end up being the actual oh, estate, yeah. stuff like that's that. true T- yeah. target employs a ton of people you know almost dozens of people mike so many people that target employs so i used to work
1: at target yeah there you go
0: and you were probably <laughs> leaking really? every other game out there because you're you're that's the kind of thing you do when you're at target uh,
1: i don't know i don't even know if we had smartphones then so it wasn't there there wasn't much leaking to be had back yeah. then yeah only probably would have been like a one. 3 megapixel of some terribly blurry (laughs) image that i couldn't have put on my computer even if i wanted to so it wouldn't have worked
3: you printed the uh the polaroid and then tied it to like a carrier pigeon
1: right yeah (laughs) well yeah that's actually how it worked yeah we had like a bank of carrier pigeons on top of the target and they were used for leaking you know
3: it's a proud tradition at target
4: (laughs) (laughs) on the box on the box art for this Assassin's Creed Origins, the uh, uh, presumably the main character has a Falcon on his or, or an Eagle, I imagine on his shoulder. And the game is called Assassin's Creed Origins. I'm assuming it is going to tell the origin story of the Creed where, how it all started. This is the earliest game um, reportedly in the chronology of this, the series. So I think that will be cool. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, I
1: was, I was just looking at that and I am glad you said that was an eagle because that was not uh apparent to me but now I now I get it. I was w- looking at that like what the hell is that on his shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tumor. But uh now I got it. It's it's a bird, an eagle or a falcon or something, I, right? So uh, oh, sorry. What else do we know about this? I mean, it looks Egyptian for sure and it sounds like an origin story. I mean, it even says <laughs> right on this box art, so, Secrets of the First Pyramids. Yeah. So. Oh,
4: is that what it says? I just see pyramids. I guess I have to enlarge it. Um Yeah, what I think is really interesting is that the character has a shield on the back and Ubisoft just put out For Honor, which has one of the it's one of the best games for like melee combat in my opinion. I wonder if any of that is going to slip into Assassin's Creed cuz its combat system is something that's frequently um criticized for being kind of samey and not mm-hmm. um very arkham like you know it doesn't it doesn't feel fresh anymore
2: yeah
1: god see i didn't even realize i was a shield either i i think i must be going blind god damn
0: <laughs> it's very it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a random picture that someone took in a target store you know on their, on their <laughs> six megabit pixel whatever phone <laughs> right <there. laughs>
1: yeah so josh you were gonna say something go ahead
0: uh yeah no i mean
2: Despite, like, all the leaks coming out of Assassin's Creed, I don't think this dis- diminishes my excitement for the game nah. at all. Like, um, I, it, to me, like, if we went into Ubisoft's press conference without even knowing if an Assassin's Creed game was coming, um, I, I think it kind of would have been, well, it sounds weird, but it would have been, like, too much all at once. To find out, oh, where the new location is, new characters, new storyline. I don't know. It, I like kind of getting a little bit of information. Mm-hmm. That way, we go into it knowing, okay, this is Assassin's Creed Origins prequel. We've got, you know, a, a kind of a pullback visual of what our assassins going to look like. Now, just show some awesome gameplay. Like, show us how because they're they they said that the Witcher three like heavily influenced the development of this game. So show us like how this new world is structured because we used the word samey earlier and I think that applies a lot to Ubisoft's open world framework across all of their games. Sure. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to be like breaking all that down and building up something new for their I would say flagship series, like I- I'm very interested to see what that's about. So I'm glad that like, the other stuff, the setting and the character and the title and all that's already out there. Mm. Like, I, I will say,
4: I, one thing I think uh, we might see, female protagonists, because in this picture we also don't see um, the the gender isn't specific uh, of the character. So maybe this was intentional. They're trying to divert expectations. They're like, here's the box art. You see, oh, it's probably another dude, and then you see the trailer at E3. Boom, woman, that'd be cool.
0: That would be yeah. cool. That'd be fine. I I think just based on the other leaks we've seen, like that T-shirt image we saw, and then that uh, leaked footage. Uh, well, not footage, excuse me. That leaked uh, off-screen. Uh, snapshot of the game running uh, ostensibly. Yeah. Um. The, it looked pretty much like a, a male character. Uh. I. It doesn't matter to me. You know. Obviously. Just let's see the game. Uh. And like you said, Josh. Yeah. This doesn't have any bearing on one's excitement for the game. What does is all the things you said before about Ubisoft's uh, you know, kind of stale uh format for Assassin's Creed or for their open world games or video games in general uh Mm -hmm. thus far so i yeah i wonder what this assassin's creed is going to do differently we've heard from uh higher ups like as high as the ceo of uh ubisoft president of ubisoft uh saying things like big grand statements like when uh the division came out they said all of our games are going to be based on this now all of our games are going to be formatted and released like this game uh you hope it's not true with the case of the Division, because it was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, they uh, are off the success, the initial success of the Division. They were tooting this new uh, and improved version of Ubisoft, and um, I think they're not too worried about the leaks. Uh, they're just worried about the actual, um, you know, the what would you call it, the actual uh, impression mm-hmm. that they leave uh, people once they actually unveil the game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Assassin's Creed needs to do in order to be relevant again. Uh, it will be relevant regardless. Not be Assassin's Creed. It, I just, I, I wonder what that means. Like Assassin's Creed, it when it first came out, like it used to be about climbing walls and having really cool animations and um, a really sweet like subplot and uh, interesting uh, areas and um, locales and this game could easily have that egypt, ancient egypt is probably awesome uh although i don't know where the buildings are coming from you can I, I feel like there aren't any buildings to climb in assassin's creed origins but assassin's creed doesn't necessarily just one really need to big one sure except that giant straight up the way pyramid right like pyramid. that's probably not thrilling to climb i so, just got it yeah.
2: oh he's got a shield so he can shield surf down the sand dunes Yo. like link from breath of the wild there
3: it is Done. That's right. not very subtle for an assassin.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Imagine. something I'm actually just noticing, and I don't know if we need or want to clarify, it's not actually box art. It's a picture of a reserv- pre-order card like that they hang up there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that makes
0: sense. But they did say, not. but actually- uh, one of the, uh, well, something in this Polygon article said that uh, there's going to be a steel case. And, I mean, right. look, this is just, you know, yeah, so it's more it's it's definitely Assassin's Creed. It's definitely called Origins and we're definitely going to find out about it in 2 days time, 3 days time on Monday. Oh man, so close.
3: Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's one thing uh on there and I felt like a super like a sleuth for picking it up, but uh the article actually says it as well is the uh the Ubisoft logo at the bottom is uh is their old logo and yeah. not the new one. But um the new one that's just like the flat colorless one that everyone said looked like poop.
0: Heh. Did everyone say that? I just I I it, th- it looked like Ubisoft to me, but uh yeah. I, I could see that.
3: Yeah, no. That that's what the first thing I saw of it was just an article that said uh, Ubisoft's new logo looks like poop. And then I looked at it and I was like, I guess.
0: Man. Anything
3: to me. Yeah, make I it actually
1: sure. I actually spotted that too, uh Christian, that it's the old that it's the old logo. Right. Yeah. I don't know what significance that has, though. I mean, really, doesn't that just know. mean this card was printed sometime yeah. prior to them changing the logo, and I that's about it. it?
0: I think you nailed it. I think nailed it right on the money. Not a lot, really, going on. <laughs> it, it,
1: yeah. If I was going to put
3: like my, my tinfoil hat on and be like super conspiracy, I'd be like, maybe all the leaks were faked, and they're doing something completely unheard of.
1: Yeah. Like oh, uh, Assassin's it's Creed is canceled. in space. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. That would be so good. I, I would be happy about that.
3: Send it into space and have it be like No Man's Sky, Assassin's Creed, going
0: off the rails.
1: Alright, so we're gonna move on to the next story of the day. Uh, without Hunter, he's having some technical difficulties at the moment, but he'll be back on with us soon. So our our next story is about a game called Vampire. I'm guessing it's pronounced vampire. I don't think it would be Vampire or anything like that. Um but it was a, a trailer that just dropped today, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, June eighth. And um it's made by developer Don't Nod Entertainment, which also created Life is Strange. And uh, we haven't seen any gameplay from it yet, although maybe during E3 we will, potentially, hopefully. But um, it so is far,
0: it's. Looks... So chances are we may actually just see this, uh, but it's totally possible, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's why I'm saying maybe. Yeah. I mean, I get that it's an E3 trailer, but hopefully we'll get some gameplay, so we'll see. <laughs> But um, for now, all we really know is that you play as a man named uh, Dr. Jonathan Reed. You're in London in 1918, and London has somehow been overtaken by some sort of vampiric plague. And uh, you are also a vampire, and you are in this weird position where you have to feed off of people that you're trying to save, because you're a doctor trying to sort of save the city, but at the same time, because you're a vampire... You have to suck their blood to survive. So you're in this weird, um, this strange sort of moral paradox basically is the way that they're presenting this game. So that's about all we know. uh, Unless I don't think I missed anything, but um, well, you guys know that
0: it's also from don't nod the, the life. I I did. Okay. Sorry. I missed totally missed that. But yeah, Yeah. by the way, did you Um, know, Christian, this is from the same guys. Don't nod. It's the, uh, it's (laughs) the, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway,
1: So you guys have watched the trailer. I'm assuming. Yes. What do you guys think about it? Uh, I fell asleep halfway through, and it's only a three minute trailer. <laughs> well, there's a that's that's a big vote of confidence right there. Wow. Uh,
2: it doesn't seem like it's doing anything interesting. Like it's a vampires running around the city, sucking blood and stabbing things, and It's <laughs> and it's like I don't know. It's coming out in November, so like it's it's close it's it's presumably like you know that's what it's going to look like um i unlike you know i think it will be on the floor i think it'll have maybe a couple kiosks it's, cuz it's saying it's coming out on what ps4 it's coming out on all of them
1: yeah all the platforms I, yeah
2: i think we could maybe see it at like the pc gaming show and then maybe see it on a couple kiosks with ps4 or something like that but uh yeah That's uh, that's all
0: I got to say. Anyone else? The only thing (laughs) I would have to say is that it's just what a crazy turn. For Don't Nod. By the way, did you know Don't Nod, the guys from Late Life is Strange, is making this game? Anyway, done with the joke. Holy (sighs) shit, I didn't
1: know that, Joe. That's insane. I know. And how
0: crazy, it's crazy that they're doing this because their game was Life is Strange and it was like a Telltale esque, uh, narrative narrative focused game. And this is, uh, according to Don't Nod, an action adventure RPG game. And that well, it's very strange to it's a very strange turn for them to make. Not maybe the metaphysical, uh, of it, but just that it's an action game.
3: They, they have made action games before. Mm-hmm. They made, uh, R- Remember Me, mm-hmm. which ironically no one remembers because was it was hilarious. It was kind of forgettable. Um, but uh, they, yeah, they made Remember Me. Um, and I will say, Josh. I know you said like it's just vampires shooting and stabbing each other. Like that that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to cuz there aren't I don't think there are a lot of good vampire games out there and like this looks like a good vampire game I guess.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll wait to see. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I don't want any video games ever to be bad. I would love every video game to be good. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I'm just holding my breath on this one. I- the other thing too is uh it's and I know the publisher isn't developing developing it, but sometimes when a publisher is attached to something, they have a certain kind of like catalog of games that seem similar. Um, Focus Home Inter- Interactive, the guys who did like Sticks, the one with the weird goblin, and oh, yeah. they recently they recently mm. did The Surge. They're kind of I like love- b movie publisher, and you know, yeah. a lot of their titles don't really kind of do well critically.
1: Um, man, I so, feel like I've played a lot of good focus home interactive titles. I can't think of what the hell they are, but I know I run across hmm. them all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, for, well, when I say they have a, a, a catalog that's kind of similar, I take that back because I'm looking at it now and it says Farming Simulator. So, didn't oh. know they did that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that
1: was a big success. That was, that was no, a no, it's just success. totally di- an anomaly
0: simulator. amongst other <laughs> Very similarly uh, veined focus, what's it called? Focus home interactive games. So right. that's Josh's right. point,
1: I think. I know. I, I was just <laughs> yeah. being an asshole.
0: Yeah.
5: Cool.
1: Well, we all got right, Hunter
0: well, Wolf back. Hunter, glad to are, have you yeah. back here.
4: Hi, guys. Sorry, my computer shut off and then my internet went down. <laughs> you,
0: you should be sorry. It's probably all your fault, I think. <laughs> probably. probably. And technology and you know what
4: just what's I'm down on my luck now because I lost my job, you know? With, with Gaming Trend and now and now this, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: No, there's not. We're going to fire you again at the end of this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> CD Projekt Red, uh, the, the studio who's famous for the Witcher series, has been hacked by unknown individual or individuals. And, uh, they are, they made an announcement saying that some, what is the, what is the term they use? Some assets, I believe file, no files. And in, from internal files their,
0: belonging to CD project red. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From their game, cyberpunk 2077, which is, uh, really, we don't know anything about yet. It was announced back in 2012, I believe. Yes, it was. Um, Anyway, these files are being held ransom and CD Projekt Red made an announcement today that said, well, we're not going to give in to the ransom. So it's possible that these files will then be released to the public since that's the way ransom works. You don't pay the ransom and people will presumably release it. Either that or they're going to hold on to it, in which case it was just stupid to do it Mm. in the first place. Um, But that's all we know at this point. Um, Although I got to applaud the CGP. CD Projekt Red for not giving into it. I think that's, I think yeah. that's great. I mean, we don't know how much uh, they asked as part of this ransom. I would imagine it was a pretty substantial sum. Um, but either way, good for them for not giving in, and uh, and I'm sure the community will stand behind them on that. So, do you, you think? Do you think, think? It, do you think
4: if it wasn't a substantial amount, the uh, the company would have given into the ransom?
1: Well, they Mm. say, and, you know, this is just what they're saying. This could just be um, spinning it or, you know, PR speak or whatever. But they're saying, Mm. like Joe said, it's old files. So they're sort of, they're essentially saying, if we are to believe what they're saying, that these files are really kind of insignificant is kind of Mm. what I'm getting from what they said. And so if that's really the case, then I think they probably just wouldn't have given in at all, regardless of the amount of the ransom. But again, that could just be what they're saying. It, these could potentially be significant files, and we just don't know. Mm. Sure. Um, the,
0: the optimist to me would uh, hope that and would like to believe that uh, under no circumstances would see the Project Red or any uh, passionate developer uh mm-hmm. Bend under such like insane claims uh whether it be fifty thousand dollars or fifty dollars uh it's just uh not one's right to do that they are they are in the wrong and they can uh they can handle just they can deal with the authorities as far as i'm concerned i don't know how likely it is that a case like this will be wrapped up and if the perpetrators will be uh caught or will be brought to justice in any way uh I don't know how actually egregious this is uh, that they're gonna or that they will allegedly be releasing these files but um, mm. you know I like you Mike feel that uh, good on uh, CD project red for making this announcement um, regardless of if the files are actually uh, important or not uh so anyway my my point was yeah i I uh, applaud CD project red for uh, being transparent about this and just uh, coming so ahead. one thing
1: I wanted to say about this Cyberpunk 2077 thing is that um, if these really are insignificant files, and again, we're just kind of inferring that from what was said, then how is this really any different if, if, if let's say, that CD Projekt Red does not pay the ransom and it looks like they're not going to, and then the files do get released, it's really not that different from a regular leak, is it? I mean, if it's really... If the files aren't that insignificant. (laughs) True. Like, it's really not that different. And leaks happen all the damn time. Hell, we talked about one earlier in this show. So, I kind of feel like if you're going to do this as a hacker, not not that I want hackers to do this, but you better be getting something really significant. Uh, and, And then even then, like, a lot of companies are able to recover from big leaks really well and still go on to have really, really good sales for their games. So... I don't know. I I just wonder, like, does this really represent that much of a threat to C D project Red, even if it is one um, thing something really significant?
2: I think the all right. I think maybe a few weeks, a month from now, whatever, this is gonna all blow over and we're not even gonna remember what happened. Probably that's more than likely gonna be the case. Yeah. There is some small potential because it doesn't say that are insignificant. It says they're old and largely unrepresentative. Right. Which means and they also said that the game has quite advanced since then.
1: The like only, I said, I'm inferring insignificant.
2: Okay. The only potential damage that I could see coming from this is that you know, the larger public who isn't really plugged into like this kind of news doesn't see this article, but in however many weeks down the line sees whatever these files are, gameplay videos or screenshots or whatever it is, you know, in a mass tweet, hey, new cyberpunk project game looks like crap. And then they throw out these (laughs) old files. Mm -hmm. The mass public's going to be just, oh man, Mm -hmm. CD Projekt Red, you know, they're really, you know, blowing it after The Witcher, blah, blah, blah. You know, it could, there could be some potential, you know, damage that way. But, uh, you know, it's kind of far-fetched, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No. So that's you're saying that the hackers
1: true. could do some kind of a smear campaign.
2: Yeah. I, uh, like, if yeah. they're yeah, if they're if they're they whoever these people are, they're obviously upset. <laughs> like to steal, you know, valued things from somebody that means you're you you, you don't like them. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think all you really need in order to do something like this is, um, the means to do so. And the, uh, and the lack of respect for the person you're wronging or the, uh, the party that you're wronging and i think that's what's happening here that they just or they the have the means to law. do so. and yeah exactly mm-hmm. or the law they think they're above it and they can get around this uh i think generally um the difference between this and a leak uh maybe a leak via target or via amazon or via uh the actual um party itself uh just through technical hiccups or whatever uh let's say like a press leak and a press uh source Uh, breaking story, right? Um, That is definitely very different because normally there's a motive behind, um, say, the press releasing a story like this. Uh, Normally the motives are geared towards uh, the outlet, which wants views and wants uh, to break stories, and then the actual source, who may have a number of motives, Uh, one being that Mm. they want the story to be out there so that uh, it, it would benefit uh people like say there's a Mass Effect story out right now that we're gonna talk about later and it uh is talking about some issues that happened during uh a game's uh development. The game is already out though and the damage has already been ostensibly done. So the developers are now trying coming to a reporter and trying to get the story out there that they are legally not allowed to divulge but feel that people should know uh, to have a better understanding of what happened, instead of just assuming that uh, the game is garbage, uh, this game is not out yet, and people are these people are trying to uh, divulge some form of intellectual property to the public. Uh, but moreover, they're probably just trying to get money. I think they're not they're not trying. They don't yeah. want to release this info. Pos- very possible that we never see it. They see uh, CD Projekt Red's tweet, and they're like, "Fuck!" They called our bluff. But uh, this is. A far more uh, malicious uh, uh, action than a leak, I think. A leak normally is, like I said, with reporters or just people who work at target that are really fucking excited about assassin's creed or just want extra tweets uh, and really isn't that damaging. It is possible for leaks to damage uh, the reputation of a company or the image uh, and first impression of a product. But this is far more malicious and is definitely very different and it's intentional uh, Far, definitely very different from a leak as it were, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Well, it's certainly like I guess my point, I didn't explain my point fully. I mean the the way that the content gets out is definitely different, you know, because the circumstances in which it was obtained are completely different, right? There's like you said, there's a difference between numb nuts and fucking aisle 46 you know, taking a picture of some box art and posting it too early. Well, I don't want to disparage it, the good
0: gentlemen and ladies that are sending us these Assassin's Creed photos, you know, for all we know, yeah. they're fine. People. Yeah. That's Mr.
1: Numbnuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, okay. But then, but Mr. Numbnuts wouldn't be able to take that picture if dipshit in the stock room hadn't put the thing out, you know, three fine. weeks before sure. it was supposed to be out or, or whatever. No, right. Yeah, so, yeah. but, but anyway, the, uh, I, I get that. Like, the method in which these things are obtained is very different. And, and so uh, uh, like, there's a big difference between theft and ransom and just sort of like, I don't know, incompetence or excitement or, or a combination of both. But I guess my point was in the end, if you ignore the part in the middle, like how these things were actually obtained, Mm -hmm. the information, if we're assuming that it gets out with a leak or with this ransom stuff, I guess my point was, is the end result somewhat the same? Because the information is still getting out one way or another. And I'm not talking about a smear campaign like Josh was talking about. But if the information is just put out there, in the end, is it that much different than a leak?
0: Uh, It is essentially a leak, sure. Normally, it's just the content of the leak is different. It's anomalous from stuff that's normally leaked. Normally, the stuff you see that's leaked... Is like I said, things that people are excited about. An image, uh, footage, um, you know, a, a synopsis of a game, um, or just like some sort of text dialogue about that revo- reveals information that people are excited about. It's, uh, not technically different from a leak. I would say, yeah, then that's, that's accurate. But this is anomalous, like I said, in the actual content. We haven't seen anything, obviously. Uh, they, as far as right. I can tell, they haven't divulged it. Uh, but I mean, the, it sounds like it could be code for all we know, you know, like it's just, dis- mm. it's, uh, it's antiquated design the way that they were saying it. So uh, it could easily be uh very sensitive intellectual property of CD project reds. So I think the content itself is probably different. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. Like in a sense it is very similar to a leak, but just the actual content itself uh, and the, Motive behind it, most importantly, I think, uh, sets it apart uh, vastly from what we normally see leaking, whether it be through, uh, like I said, retailers or outlets or just fans, you know.
4: Yeah, it's kind of like, too, if, you know, if you kill somebody, you can kill someone in murder or you can kill them in self-defense, you know, someone is still dead, but um, how
0: you (laughs) did it makes it its own thing. I didn't mean to laugh. It's that's, not That's fair. a jump. It, it just seemed like a stark, like, yeah, uh, like, listen, if you kill someone, you know, it's, I'm sorry. It wasn't even, <laughs> nah, it was a good I analogy. Mean, I'm sorry. Sh- we shouldn't be laughing. Thank no, you. I agree. I agree. Yeah.
3: Listen, <laughs> if you kill someone, they're not going to leak the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: As Joe was mentioning earlier, Mass Effect Andromeda, which seems to be probably the most controversial game since No Man's Sky. (laughs) I'm surprised. Right? Basically, Jason Schreier, editor at uh, Kotaku and Joe's Bestie, clearly, has written up a really, really thorough, really good article on exactly what went wrong. Not exactly, but on on what a, a series of people that work for BioWare have sort of collectively said are the issues that, um, that affected the end result and what was Mass Effect Andromeda. And um, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff, but it a lot of it boils down to, I don't know, issues that you could see in a lot of companies. Like there were some politics, there were teams moving back and forth, there was underfunding... There were design changes in the middle of cycle that that Mm -hmm. messed everything up. People couldn't agree on what to do here and what to do when. And they only agreed on it far too late after a certain point in the development cycle at which it should have already been decided. And then, you know, you started involving outsourcing and all that. And the people who were trying to, uh, the outsourced companies are, you know, sort of getting mismatched information. And it's just like this complete disorganized kind of disaster is what it sounds like. Mm, yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a great write-up. I would recommend anyone to read it. Obviously, it's a massive article, so we can't go through the whole thing now. But if you go to Kotaku and uh, look up Jason Schreier, if you were a fan of the Mass Effect trilogy, uh, whether you played Andromeda or not, it is definitely worth a read. And it really it really kind of helps you understand exactly what happens with the game and why it turned out the way it did. And uh, if you, if you have any misplaced rage, I think against Bioware for whatever reason, this will probably help you deal with that and, and see that it's really (laughs) not all their fucking fault. Mm. So
2: I will say, yes, raging against anybody over how a video game came out is, you know, largely unacceptable. Um, I don't think, regardless of whatever happened leading up to this point, I don't think um, it should give Bioware or, you know, the, a pass. You know, and, like, people who are consumers, customers who are excited for Mass Effect shouldn't feel like, okay, it's cool now that I got this inferior product, this broken game that's basically tarnished the series that I love indefinitely. It's cool because, you know, they had some development issues. I don't think that's okay. Like, I don't think that's what, like, this article should, like, mean. I, okay, I yeah, I,
1: you're, you're totally right. I, if that's if that's the impression that I gave, that's not, that's no, not no, what no, I meant no, to no, say. No. I don't want to give them a pass, yeah. but it helps. Uh, it just helps explain why it happened, I guess. Yeah. And, and I don't think the article has really done... Anything to suggest that Bioware should get a pass on any of this? Either mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Jason Schreier's only intention was to talk to these uh, current. I think some of the employees or some of the people he talked to still work there. Some of them worked on Andromeda and are now elsewhere. But um, his only intention, I think, was just to try to figure out exactly what happened as best he could, and that was about it. I don't think he had any. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, the goal yeah, The goal was yeah. here was clearly just to inform, uh, yeah. and I think it did just that. Uh, I think you know you could speculate some things like looking at the article and looking at some of the stories. Uh, he, uh, Mister Schreier says that he quotes about a dozen people uh, they spoke to uh, pertaining to the game. So I think you can deduce from that amount of people and this story, you could assume that there's maybe some leadership issues, right? There was obviously uh, leaders leaving, like uh, executive producers and the director of the game uh, himself. Uh, so that's one issue with leadership, but also just with staffing issues and with uh actual directional issues like say one of the biggest things like you said was uh the fact that this game was originally one of the visions was for it to be a no man's sky s game like you were going to explore this big vast open galaxy with hundreds of procedurally generated planets very much no man's sky but what ended up happening was they had to rescope it because of this and that but uh this and that was only noticed uh after Pre-production was already underway and even some uh, full staffed production was underway. So uh, maybe I misread that, but at least pre-production was already well underway when they started making those decisions. And generally in development cycles, uh, Mm -hmm. that is not how it goes normally. Those decisions are made well before the point that they were at. So that is just what happened, or at least what we're made to believe what happened. So it's just a, it's good to have a better understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, I would just disclaim that Jason Schreier is my buddy. He's not my bestie or anything. I've I've never <laughs> had real <laughs> correspondence with him. I just recognize Mister Schreier as one of the handful, only handful of people who are doing real uh, journalism in the video game industry. A lot of this is just us, you know bantering about um press releases and leaks and stuff there's only a few people out there going out there having the means to do so and uh speaking to people off the record and getting stories like this so i appreciate those stories that's all that is that is very true yeah Uh,
1: one the sentence there's one sentence here i'd like to read from his article that sums up uh the all the kind of all the factors that led to the end result really well so he says and this is a direct quote the development of Andromeda was turbulent and troubled, marred by a director change, multiple major rescopes, an understaffed animation team, technological challenges, communication issues, office politics, a compressed timeline, and brutal crunch. Which, by the way, sounds like a cereal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the so most metal I, breakfast cereal yeah, of all time. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it, and I. So I've read through the whole thing, and they did. They they swapped directors at least once and I think executive producers, um, they, at one point, they were going for 100 planets, they switched it to 30 planets, then it went down to 7 planets, then it went back up to 30 or whatever. Uh, The the animation team was just understaffed and underfunded, it sounds like. Apparently they had all sorts of problems with the Frostbite engine, because it's been developed for, you know, first-person shooters like Battlefield, and does not mesh very well with the game type that, that uh, Andromeda is. They were having um, communication issues the, uh I read that they were complaining about having to coordinate work between the Austin Bioware office, the Edmonton Bioware office and the Montreal Bioware office, which actually took the lead on this one. Whereas Edmonton had previously been the lead for mass effect. And then there were complaints via this office politics about uh, like basically the different locations of BioWare snatching employees from each other for different projects and people getting pissed about that because they felt like one project was being valued over another. Uh, and then timeline is, is pretty self-explanatory and then we've got brutal crunch, which is a serial. So, Mm
5: -hmm.
1: um, that's the, that's my synopsis of, of what happened. Um, yeah, but apparently this, uh, The thing you were talking about, Joe, the uh, comparison to No Man's Sky, it's it's interesting to note, because I don't think you mentioned it, that BioWare actually came up with that idea independently of Hello Games, because Mm. No Man's Sky had not even been announced at that point, so unless someone was buddy-buddy that we don't know about, it's... Pretty plausible that the two teams came up with the same idea independently of each other. It happens all the time. So played yeah. Uh, yeah, if likely. anyone
0: played Titanfall and Dishonored two last year, uh, there was a both of those games had the exact same level. Uh, and it was wild. Oh, you know? The, I don't know if the time, played the time travel levels. Yeah. It happens all the time, folks. So yeah, I, I believe it one hundred percent that Bioware just totally came up with this idea and then lo and behold, No Man's Sky is out there and doing the same thing so yeah.
4: yeah i'm thinking of like battleborn and overwatch these yeah, two like
0: right. big right.
4: colorful team hero shooter kind of deals and yep. one was mu- obviously much more successful but similar ideas
0: mm. yeah
4: one's overwatch, also much by better by the way, terrible, game. Yeah. <laughs> terrible game
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: terrible that, game that's just got just get awkward silence from all you guys
5: you don't even have anything to say anymore about that
0: you love oh, no. overwatch that's, that's overwatch like is your favorite i know
3: you like it
5: Hey everybody, Ron Burke, editor-in-chief for Gaming Trend, here to tell you a little bit about an upcoming game that might be of interest. Twelve Realms Dungeonland, a new Kickstarter effort from board game veterans Mage Company, is finally underway. Before you can commit your dollars, I imagine you'd probably like to know what this game is about. In Twelve Realms Dungeonland, an evil and powerful magic has mutated the populace of the Twelve Realms. As the source of this evil is unknown, it's up to the player to tackle dungeons, banish twisted evil monsters and villains to save the Twelve Realms. In the game, players take on roles like Prince Charming, Red Riding Hood, Grumpy Dwarf, The Wizard of Oz, and many more familiar faces from popular lore. Taking between 45 and 90 minutes for a session, the game is not an expansion, but in fact a standalone game, and if you own the previous Twelve Realms games, you'll be able to use them with a conversion kit. Foes including werewolves, bandits, bosses, and other beasties are AI-controlled, meaning that all players get to be the hero. The game is built for up to four players, including being able to play it solo, and it's aimed at ages 13 and up. Dungeon Lane will also feature a campaign mode, an arena allowing up to eight players to square off, and a new unique mode called Master Quest. In Master Quest, players who can't tackle the 45-90 to minute complete campaign can tackle a single scenario complete with different endings and boss battles. The game is live on Kickstarter, so hit our link in the podcast to check out all the details and pledge for yourself. Keep an eye on GamingTrend.com for a full look behind the scenes, and stay tuned for our eventual full review. Thanks, guys.
1: So we are going to go ahead and follow the conference schedule of E3 and just go around and see what all the different editors on with us today are excited about. Um, I will start with my co-host, Mr. Joe DeClaire, and we're going to go with the first one, which is uh, EA. And for those of you wondering, I'll I'll just go ahead and say the the date and the time as well, in case you want to tune in for it. These times are all going to be in Pacific time because this is in California. So, um, the EA conference starts at 1130 in the morning on Saturday, June 10th or no, that's the pre-show. Pardon me. The, the show actually starts at 12 noon. So go ahead, Joe.
0: Yeah. So, uh, all these by the way, pre-show. So skip over that, but EA going to be on at 12 PM Pacific time. Uh, EA is like, I feel like the most uh, an exciting conference always. Uh, they just don't know how to run a show really too well. Mm. Uh, you know, we're, we're simple-minded creatures. We want big flashy things, and they just they give us a lot of walkthrough. <laughs> uh, often, I remember like one Battlefront and the Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, like the first reveals of those games, or se- like second time they had made an E3 appearance. It wasn't gameplay. It wasn't like a reveal trailer. It was like these like in-depth developer... Uh, like things and spreadsheets and stuff like uh, not not what we want to see but um as far as just ip i'm excited to see maybe uh some more battlefront because why not uh other than that i'm not interested in most of the stuff that they show off uh so fifa yeah really yeah some of the sports stuff but possibly i'd love to see uh what is it uh bioware's next uh actual IP. ip yeah uh whatever that is project
1: dylan. oh yeah the the project dylan yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah excited to see that i'm sure it's making a an appearance at E3. i've heard i've heard really, for, so? through the grapevine that it's make oh yeah i I, mm-hmm. I bet you a steak dinner it shows up at E3. do,
2: do you think Ooh, okay. that was planned from the beginning or do you think they're like they maybe push it up because of all the bad you know business around andromeda very possible very
0: possible yeah. i wouldn't speculate but i that's easily yeah. a possibility because bioware mm-hmm. needs some goodwill i guess because mass effect andromeda was a troubled bad game you know god forbid they have one of
1: those All right. Right now and then so christian what about you ea or e- you got anything excited oh so, sorry um, yeah it's Joseph. okay Joseph's i'm not sorry done yet.
0: i'm getting some uh chimes i think it's like is it the message is anyone messaging in here no. No. no, no, okay. I was getting some Skype chimes. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I'm getting notifications of some sort. Oh well. All right. Sorry, guys.
1: Continue. Sorry. Right. So, Christian, are, is there anything you're excited about for EA or anything that you're just uh, simply hoping for
3: from EA? Um, uh, like Joe said, EA is always kind of kind of boring. I guess. Uh, I I'm sure they're going to announce something that sounds interesting to me. Like when I see <laughs> you said it, that's so deadpan too. I, I'm, well, yeah. I guess that was a weird. I'm sure they're going to announce something interesting. Uh, I'm just like, I don't have anything that I'm expecting from them, so I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah. That <laughs> to be very boring. Yeah. Josh, what? about? You? anything?
2: Uh, y- yeah. I mean, I'm hesitantly optimistic because like everyone else uh EA seems to be the most disconnected from their fans with regards to like what they present on their E3 stage um they don't care about how they present it um and they they almost kind of feel like well, hey, whatever we're giving you, you should be thankful for. They almost feel kind of—I don't know—that's just my observation. Um, I—we know they have a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff in their back pocket.
5: Mm-hmm. I would love Always to see scan this section.
2: whatever Amy Hennig and Visceral are working on, even yeah. Respawn. I don't think that's going to happen because their big Star Wars thing that they're pushing is Battlefront 2. So that—that's—that's that's the thing for me. Is like. We know they have cool things, or potentially cool things, but EA's perp well, I'm assuming EA will not show us those because they want to force-feed us Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess if we're going to be playing, you know, the, whole, the hopeful prediction, maybe a, a cool back-to-basics dead space. That would be cool. Mm. I would like to see that. The horror genre has kind of seen a resurgence recently. I don't know. That'd be neat.
1: Okay. And Hunter, what about you, man?
4: Um, Honestly, in comparison to the rest of the lineup, EA to me is like, I don't know, someone wanting to go to, you go to Disney World and someone wants to go to Epcot. Um, it just doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't seem exciting. Um, maybe some Andromeda DLC. That, I mean, I doubt that's oh, going to happen. I, but I
0: can almost guarantee you that there's no Andromeda DLC that work. coming out. Yeah, yeah. No. I,
4: hey, I'd be, I'd be down. That'd be cool. That's I, th- I know that DLC normally begins after, or, or around the time that a game wraps. So mm. maybe
0: um, you'll see like they've... multiplayer DLC. Sorry, just. Mm. But other than yeah, that, maybe. yeah. Chances are that's I'm just like. Out
4: my only
1: prediction for, for EA show. Hmm. All right. So uh, the next big conference in E3 is Microsoft. And this one, uh, the pre-show starts at one thirty, and their main show starts at two. And this is on June 11th. And at least from my point of view, the obvious uh, excitement here for Microsoft is it's got to be all Scorpio. all Scorpio. So I would, I would love to see tons and tons of detail about, Scorpio and I would love to see uh, if they've got anything any, anything hidden you know if they, if there's some I'd love to see some big reveal some brand new IP um, for the Scorpio maybe an exclusive or something like that I would love to see something that's just completely out of left field that no one is expecting that we haven't heard anything about um, so that's my hope for Microsoft yeah. Joe?
0: yeah I hope Scorpio a lot of Scorpio is fine but like you said I hope you know they have hidden inside that box a bunch of games you know that's what the scorpio needs uh i hope that they aren't totally sticking with their whole concept of xbox play anywhere that xbox scorpio games can be played on pc because then i feel like they're gonna have a hard time selling scorpio uh like i hope there's a halo game and it's uh exclusive to scorpio uh although that'll suck because i'll have to buy a Scorpio then because I want to play Halo (laughs) even though 5 was bad but yeah hope there's a couple exclusives hope for some Halo uh, and excited to see what Scorpio's about
3: Uh, I I I third that I guess I'm also excited for Scorpio just to see what it is Um, I'm definitely expecting them to uh, drop some VR stuff because they're so far the only ones who haven't Um. Mm. But other than that, like I said, hope there's some games. I actually don't I actually do hope they keep the play anywhere so I don't have to pick up a Scorpio.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> because like it's probably cool, but also I'm I'm a college student, so I don't have money.
0: Sure, that's yeah. fine.
3: But yeah, that that that's what I have to say about that, I guess. Um I actually uh, don't care about Scorpio.
2: <laughs> I don't want another Xbox console that I don't play games on. I don't need two bricks sitting on my shelf. Um, They really, like, the weird thing is, it's like, they talk, you know, they're lacking in exclusivity, and they recently tanked or two exclusive games that they had going. Scalebound looked cool. Let's mix it. And then they had Fable Legends, and then they shut down that whole studio. Okay. So, like, the limited exclusive library they had, they're they're cutting it even more. Um, They need more games to play. Like, I really think, I really think they're overestimating the influence of crackdown three. Like if they're coming in, like as this is our sole flagship, Hey, this is what everyone's going to play. I don't think, I mean, it looks cool, but saints row has come in and taken that, you know, the way they traverse their open world with the super jumping and the super speed. And they've blown that out of the water. And if that's all crackdown is with, you know, with some destruction, I, I don't know. They need, they need more stuff. And yeah, I don't really know what there is. I'm not ex- like, they're not bringing halo. They've said, there's no, well, they've said there's no halo six. They said, there's going to be some small halo, other halo thing,
1: which I don't, I don't know what really. that I even, you know that. Yeah. Okay. I don't
2: know what that is. Uh, we just had a gears which was kind of yeah. middling. So and I don't know what, you know, so we're not going to get that. I don't know what else they have. I don't want another Tomb Raider. We've had two in the last 4 years. I mean, I, I- will
4: always take more Tomb Raider, but <laughs> I think I the developer confirmed there's not going to be any Tomb Raider news at E3. So
2: so I guess I'm sounding really pessimistic about the whole thing, but it could potentially be awesome because we literally don't know
0: Anything Anything. that's going to be there.
2: Yeah, Mm. we know Crackdown and we know Scorpio. That's not enough to carry a conference, in my my opinion.
0: Not enough to carry a console launch either.
1: Yeah, so hopefully they're going
2: to come out with some really cool stuff.
1: We'll see. Yeah, I kind of feel like Microsoft is the one with the potential to either go really, really well and blow everyone away or be a complete and utter disappointment and everyone be like, wow, we are not excited about anything. What the hell are you doing?
2: Yeah,
4: there's I mean, gonna to be no stakes, middle ground. the stakes—the stakes are a little higher this year as yep. well. Now that E3 is open to the public, because not only do they have to worry about the people at home, but they have to put on a good show for the fans that are going to be in the audience. Right? Yeah. So, E3 in uh, general
0: needs to do that. You know, that's the interesting dynamic of yeah. E3 now. Like everyone needs to worry about the public. Although, like, I feel like E3 has been making that move for a while. Like, yeah, the, like PlayStation conferences. I know we're not there yet, but they are recently are just like, you know, crazy shows of trailers, right? Like the last two conferences uh-huh. just been like trailer, new announcement, trailer, new announcements, just been like fireworks. So Yeah, the I feel last like one had been, a live
4: orchestra. It yeah, was cool. Yeah, wild,
0: really cool. So I feel like E3, at yeah. least at Sony's stage and at Xbox's too, has just been making the move towards just mainstream showiness uh, for some time now. Yeah. So yep. the uh,
1: the next Hunter didn't after, go yet.
0: Hunter didn't go yet. Uh,
1: Hunter, oh, uh, you know, you fired, man. Your opinion is <laughs> cut.
4: <laughs> well, because no, this is my my biggest E three prediction is that we're going to see Crystal Dynamics's. Oh that, yes, th- that sounds weird. Their weird. Avengers project and it's Ugh. going to be yep. Xbox exclusive, which we know can happen because Spider Man is a PS4 exclusive. So, and we True? also know that Crystal Dynamics had the Tomb Raider exclusivity deal with Microsoft Studios. So I wouldn't be surprised if um if they're doing the same thing, pulling resources from Microsoft in return making their
2: Avengers game exclusive to the console. That could potentially be... Yeah, that could be... That has potential to be like game of the show stuff.
1: Yeah. So that yeah. would be cool. That would be really cool. I agree. Didn't even think of that. Mm. And you're a rehired I, hunter. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I and, was just going to say too I ahead. hope for Crackdown 3 um... I mean, I'm with Josh. I don't think anybody's all that excited about it. But I really hope, and maybe they've said something uh, recently, but about a year ago, I remember them talking about how Crackdown 3 was going to do all this really cool stuff because they were moving all these physics calculations into the cloud. They were going to take advantage of Microsoft's cloud computing services to do tons of the computations for the game itself, thus... Mm -hmm improving performance and improving the capability of what they could put into the game like you know the the craziness of it basically and i just hope they don't do that i hope they scrap that idea and they're just gonna take advantage of the scorpios hardware because that kind of crap just never goes well like no one wants to be online all the time no one wants the performance of their game to be tied to their the bandwidth that they're getting from their shitty isp mm. you know like i just hope I, like I said, I don't know if that's changed or not, but I really hope that it that it has for Crackdown three. Um, but we're gonna move to Bethesda now. For me, this is the biggest one, I think, mm. because I am well, and it's just a hope, <laughs> a really big hope. But I really want to hear something about the next Elder Scrolls title. Yeah, because it's been no shot, from, no shot at all. When did Skyrim come out? Like oh, 2011. Nine? Okay. Yeah. 11, Eleven. 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 Yeah, but so, at,
0: yeah, but Fallout 5, Fallout Four. Excuse me. Fallout Five not out yet. Fallout Four <laughs> came out two years ago, right?
1: Yeah. 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 So why do we care about Fallout Five?
0: Fallout, not Fallout 5, sorry, but Fallout 4 came out two years ago. So Game Studios, Bethesda Game Studios, the in-house Bethesda studio uh, with Todd Howard and all, all his fantastic people, certainly not ready to divulge their next game, in my opinion.
1: You don't think so? You don't think Definitely they've had people working on it for a while?
0: Definitely. Well, I think they're working think on stuff. They've, they've announced, actually, Todd Howard specifically announced that uh, Bethesda Game Studios, specifically that team, is working on multiple projects right now uh right. I so think, they have multiple think, teams working on things and maybe we'll see their next project but it's not elder scrolls that's for well, sure no I, man I with think, all
1: the it could be elder scrolls like with the skyrim special edition that they did and all this morrowind stuff that they've been doing i kind of feel like they've been building they're building for Switch. the ice train yeah so yeah, yeah Skyrim yeah. on Switch
3: it could yeah. just be like a a 30 second teaser like the, nice. uh, the the teaser for uh skyrim was just like pictures of a wall and a voice and yeah. uh
1: then skyrim yeah,
3: yeah. and that was enough to drive everyone nuts like yep. they, they yeah. don't need a huge amount for a trailer out. so i, I think they love could have
1: to see that yeah that's my that's my big thing for bethesda and that's uh sunday june 11th at 9 p.m so go ahead joe
0: uh for bethesda i would say probably interested in whatever Game Studios is working on, but uh, I don't think we see that. Uh, I think, though, what uh, we will see is maybe the next Wolfenstein game. Uh, Other than that, I can't think of any specific IP that's actually in existence right now that uh, is going to be is going to see a new announcement for a new game. Uh, So I would love to see new IP. That is something I want from Bethesda. I want them Uh, starting some new stuff there. There's some pretty cool innovators. They do some pretty good stuff. The last new IP that they announced was Prey, which isn't new, but the game in itself was totally brand new. And that was really Mm -hmm. cool to see, uh, last time. So I'm definitely excited to see, uh, maybe something brand new other than that maybe some dlc dlc i know it's kind of like a turnoff at an e3 event but like in in actual practice and in the actual reality of when you get your hands on it is some very exciting stuff like i'd love to see Dishonored 2 dlc i'd love to see i i'm sure a lot of people would love to see prey dlc i fell off of prey Uh, i'm not sure how i feel about it but um doom never saw a dlc i would fucking love to see doom dlc so those things i'd love to see but mostly i want to see a new ip i want to see maybe something from game studios uh anything something brand new that's that's what i'm excited for
3: all right uh i'm glad you brought up wolfenstein because yeah, I, think- I i loved sorry what was that oh go ahead Oh, no, I loved Wolfenstein The New Order. Like, it was everything I wanted from a new Wolfenstein game and more. Uh, like, amazing. Like, the story was great. Uh, it was had all those ridiculous moments, like uh, fighting the Nazis on the moon. It had, like, a lot of great, kind of more serious story things, like the level in the concentration camp. Um, and we know that they're working on it. Uh, they leaked the title a while ago i think it's the last colossus or something like that i forget so yeah um that's actually i'm i would be more excited to see that than the new elder scrolls honestly i know that's like that's like heresy but uh i i'm definitely i i would be i would be very disappointed if there was no wolfenstein
1: yeah i'm uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh i had forgotten that that was bethesda and yeah the 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 new order was unbelievable like that i don't know why that game was not more talked about that game was phenomenal so anyway yeah keep
3: going i know i i love that game i love the uh the like i could go on and do like an entire episode on that so i won't do that because that would bore
0: everyone
3: (laughs) but i i'm just looking forward to uh to more chances to shoot nazis always always good i'm gonna do
2: one thing i think will be there and one thing i hope will be there um i think there might be some the evil within two that would be cool to see um that's all i have to say about that because i never played the first one Mm, mm, and (laughs) going along what you were saying joe about uh bethesda's you know, a a new IP from Bethesda, there is scuttlebutt about something called Starfield. Yeah. Which is along the same vein of, you know, Fallout and um, Elder Scrolls, a a massive open-world RPG, sci-fi universe exploration. Please show me that game. Because if that's real, mind-blown. Like, that will be... That could be amazing, so that's what i want to see yeah
0: people have talked about like the have uh fantasized about the idea of bethesda doing a skyrim fallout-esque sci-fi game like full-on uh you know cyberpunk or just star wars-esque uh bethesda game i mean i'm fully on board Uh, i feel like the bethesda open world game like game studios open world game is like they just they have that clunky engine and their games are always very buggy and after fallout 4 i'm ready for them to just not have that uh so i'd like to see some improvements in general from bethesda game studios on that front but yeah totally i would be so in for a sci-fi bethesda game
2: it's interesting because we were talking about how No Man's Sky and Mass Effect Andromeda teams had the same idea around the same time. We could, you could potentially say that Bethesda had that same idea. Only I feel more confident that Bethesda could pull off that ambitious idea than those other two studios.
0: Well, I all know so Bethesda to be a procedurally generated type crew, like every uh, every uh, edifice and every. Uh, land land mass of well, land mass excuse me of every one of their maps whether it be Elder Scrolls or Fallout uh, is meticulously handcrafted, uh, whereas mm-hmm. procedurally generated they kind of have to relinquish that and uh, that seems so I don't know about that but I think like an open just a gigantic handcrafted world that I can see yeah. coming from uh, coming from them for sure.
1: There was yeah. to be fair there was a lot in Oblivion which was the the one before Skyrim that did not feel very handcrafted sure there there, there were large areas that sure, seemed right. almost copy yeah. and pasted sure so. sure
0: sort of right. procedurally generated procedure yeah. being copy paste copy paste. yeah c-
1: control c <laughs> control yeah,
0: v. yeah
3: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i i think bethesda is like yeah. they've always uh, been a good what was i gonna say example of like uh sometimes it's not the size of your map it's what's in your map like hey, skyrim's, oh. skyrim's not what. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh,
0: <laughs> Three of you couldn't get through that one. Wh- why was
3: she talking <laughs> Maybe about? Maybe it was
0: two of you. Good lord.
3: I. <laughs> it's not. It's not the size that matters. Yeah, you it's got
0: there, the Kristen. Thing. Welcome there aboard. You Here we are. <laughs> uh,
3: but but no, seriously. Uh, like Skyrim si- isn't as bi- Isn't as big as No Man's Sky, but uh, Skyrim knows what they're doing more than No Man's Sky.
1: There you yeah. go. We got there. Something about how you use it, I think?
0: Something yeah. about that. Something okay. along those lines. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hunter, take
1: it away.
4: Yeah, I think we're going to get Dishonored 2 DLC. That's what I'm looking forward to, or really hoping for. Because that was an awesome game. And the first game had great DLC, so I think that'll happen. Um, I do think we're going to get a, at least a cinematic trailer for the next Elder Scrolls. However, Todd Howard has said that. They don't want to become a two-game studio and get into a mm. cycle of Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Elder Scrolls. So I do think we will see a new IP, and I think my, my, uh, my, my guess is that the new IP is going to take the building mechanic from, from Fallout Four, oh. and turn it into a its own kind of game. So we'll mm. see some. Um, evolution of of that uh, build building forts mechanic in in a new game. I think that because that was a feature that got a lot a lot of praise when Fallout Four came out, and the developers were so surprised, um, that people enjoyed that mode so much. So those are my guesses. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the
2: only thing I will say against the possibility of the Elder Scrolls a new Elder Scrolls game is that, uh. Elder Scrolls Online seems to be doing pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they want... Like, bringing out a new massive single-player Elder Scrolls game could potentially take away a, a, a good chunk of that player base who are playing that game because they want to be playing an Elder Scrolls game. Even oh, yeah. if it's yeah. not the one that they're playing, They're pl- or that they want to be playing, they're playing it because this is the best Elder Scrolls they can get. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's an interesting,
0: it's an interesting, uh, problem that, like, w- thankfully we don't have to think about, but the publishers do. Like, if you release yeah. or you're planning a release for another Elder Scrolls game, will that risk, uh, cannibalizing the, uh, uh Elder Scrolls Online, uh, part, excuse me, their, their, uh, their consumer base or vice versa Uh, or is it going to breed more success because people are high on elder scrolls right now and then a new elder scrolls single-player game gets announced people get more excited so it's it's uh, a a task that i will leave better and more efficient uh, business-based minds to uh, figure out and hopefully Mm -hmm. they do well with it
2: we could potentially see a similar situation to what happened with
0: bioware and contor yeah, I mean, and simple. the old
2: republic.
4: Like, sure, yeah. I think it's kind of like uh, it's all about the the timing of when they would release stuff because with Elder Scrolls Online it's about the big content drops. Um, so I feel like if they launched a new Elder Scrolls single player game at the same in the same month as a new Elder Scrolls content drop, that wouldn't make sense. But I think if they do what like Netflix does, Netflix doesn't release all of their original series new seasons all in the same month they pace it out throughout the year it's it's strategy um to keep people constantly on that platform and connecting that to elder schools it would keep people constantly playing elder schools so
5: hmm,
1: hmm. so uh the next big conference is devolver digital does does anybody have anything for that i know i don't does anybody even? Not wanna, really. I'm
0: excited uh, to see whatever they have uh, in the yeah. works and yeah, whatever got cool they're. Games. D- yeah, always cool. Devolver oh, yeah. Digital is one of those cool publishers now, like an indie publisher that has uh, created a style for itself. Like it, you know the kind of. You can assume the kind of games that Devolver Digital is going to get behind. You know, uh, your yeah. Hotline Miami's, your Super Time Force Ultra's, right. your like all sorts of fun, like uh, very often 8-bit style indies, 2D uh, indies, but or not. You know, sometimes Absolver, now, yeah, yeah, Absolver or uh, Strafe. A lot of a lot of interesting, like always like kind of violent games and like really cool. Uh, you know, um well just that you know violent uh adrenaline fueled games uh so i'm always violent. excited to see that i'm excited to see them have a conference although i won't watch much of it because it'll be 1 a.m by the time i'm seeing it over here on the east coast so uh i hope they do well
3: i, I think joe said it all um i think the coolest part is just that they have a con or they are going to have a conference yeah. Uh, yeah. also i noticed you listed off a bunch of games i noticed you forgot genital jousting
0: yeah, we don't want to talk. Gentle Justin. I don't even like thinking I don't like watching that game. That game makes me so uncomfortable. It's insane.
1: <laughs> I thought that yeah, I-, I remember i remember getting like the press release trailer for that in my in my inbox my gmail inbox i was like what the fuck is this oh man what the hell am i even watching i I I, love
0: the idea of abhorrent games like that like i love binding of isaac but that game it actually physically makes me uncomfortable and i just can't watch it and it's i i I wish i was more (laughs) i wish i was more um i had thicker skin than that and i like to believe i do but jesus that game makes me cringe
3: it's never going to happen, but there's a part of me that just wants that to be on the E3, like,
0: on the big
3: stage, on the big oh, screen. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, absolutely. It, it's never going to happen,
3: but I just find that idea hilarious. <laughs> the big ad space outside the Staples Center oh, where yes. they, have the, they
0: oh, always have God. the
4: long, long uh,
0: images from games. Conducive to... Uh, dev- to yeah, Joust- yeah. General
1: <laughs> 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 Man. All right, uh, so... we're we're gonna talk about ubisoft now um the ubisoft conference is actually on monday june 12th starts at uh 1 p.m and the two two most obvious ones here are uh the new assassin's creed origins which we've talked about the leaks that you know that have happened today and over the last couple months and uh hopefully some more on far cry 5 i think those are the two those are the two obvious ones um for me, personally, I'm not excited about Assassin's Creed. I'm tentatively excited about Far Cry 5. After talking to Amy about it, another one of our editors, um, she told me some really interesting stuff about it. And it sounds like they might be trying out some new things. Um, and it's set here in the US with a, a, a very different um, kind of a story behind it, I guess. So I'm interested to see where they go with it, but I'm not super excited yet. And mm. I guess maybe we hope Ubisoft has some ace up their sleeve, but I don't think that's very likely. So um, here's the hoping for a brand new IP that I think the chances are extremely low of actually happening. But I'll hope for it nonetheless.
0: Yeah, we learned a lot from the Ubisoft earnings call that uh, took place um, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month Mm -hmm. ago by now. Uh, But, I mean, they pretty much divulged probably the most probable, uh, E3 lineup. Uh, that they have, and that's their four games that they have planned. Uh, And they are all from existing IPs, that is Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 5, The Crew 2, which will probably be there, and then South Park, which uh, I am very, very excited for and can't wait. Oh yeah,
1: how the hell did I forget about that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: South Park is going to be, I'm sure, fantastic. I'll be very happy to see Matt and uh, and Trey sit on stage and curse and talk about all fun, silly things and, uh, how much game development sucks. And, you know, just like, they'll, they'll be just always, it's always fun to see them kind of break the mold. Although Ubisoft is always like kind of breaking the mold and how Ubisoft, how game conferences go. It's always kind of cringeworthy, but it's also at least different from like all the other conferences. You know, they always have like Aisha Tyler doing the hosting and stuff but even then like matt and trey get on the stage and then that even is just totally broken and uh, i love it so that i'm excited for Uh, ubisoft's always interesting to watch though albeit a little cringeworthy and and sad but yeah
3: yeah i i'm not expecting anything uh super new from ubisoft i guess like like you guys said that's probably going to be the four. Uh, I don't think we're going to see much more of Far Cry because they've already done like the trailer. But, I mean, a gameplay trailer would be nice, uh, even though it's probably going to be pretty similar to the last two Far Cries. Uh, other than that, not much. Um, excited for the new South Park game. But that's yep. about it.
2: Mm. Oh, man, this whole, whole room's a bunch of Debbie Downers. <laughs> I okay. won't be a Debbie Downer with you. All guys. right, Hunter. Hunter, we're going to be let's positive hold them up together. Yeah, right. I think we're going to get. Well, extensive... Says
1: the dude who uses his Xboxes as a fucking paperweight. Oh
2: yeah, because <laughs> <a good> product. <laughs> All right, I think we're going to get extensive <laughs> gameplay demos for Far Cry Five and Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm-hmm. Right, those will be cool. Those games always demo well. Like yep. yeah, you know, Far Cry Four when they're. Coming in, they're flying in on a little mini helicopter, and an elephant blows up a jeep. Come on, awesome! Yeah, <laughs> yeah very sure. Uh, they even made Assassin's Creed Three look great, running through the snow and stabbing people. Oh, true. Yeah. Anyway, good point. The thing I'm really excited for, and I really want Tim to, to come back. It's it's an IP that's. You know, critically revered, and it's been eh, four years since their latest one. We haven't had a current Gen One bring Black Splinter Cell. I need Sam Fisher. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, I could see that happening. Like Yves Gimot loves be- doing the like. Uh, and we have one more special. G- that's a terrible French accent. Special <laughs> game for you tonight. You know, and then I could see you know the, the green goggles coming up. That'd be pretty mm. cool
0: yeah that's true i i think that's a good fan favorite move like that'll get the crowd all riled up Mm -hmm. although uh i feel like the last game wasn't favorable i may be misremembering i never was a fan of the splinter cell games i just Mm -hmm. never played them and uh but i mean also i feel like ubisoft's um focus now is going to be more towards like what square enix and what ea are focusing on and that's like kind of playing games as a service or maybe not as a service but like sticking to these ip that they know they can rely on uh even though tom clancy is technically the ip of splinter cell but splinter cell being the subsidiary ip Mm. i I think that right now they're looking for anything tom clancy related they want multiplayer and i think they're going to focus on that but uh splinter cell easily could be their next game because they they have the ip and it has been great before it can be great again so that'd be interesting
4: yeah, I'm hoping for a new Rayman game to come oh, out of the conference. Shit. Yeah, um, yeah, Legends and the, the Origins games were both
0: really fun. Yeah, they were really good. Um, yeah, you're right. forgot about those.
4: Yeah, and they're like smaller too, which I think is something that Ub- Ubisoft has these big... Um, yeah, these bigger games that get all the attention, but some of the smaller games are pretty charming. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to the, see them the, get
0: U- Yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't remember the last thing the UBR team has been working on, yeah. so I, that would be great.
4: Yeah, yeah um, and uh, same as you guys, I'm expecting Far Cry 5 and um, Assassin's Creed. I'm excited for both of those, though, because all the previous games have been really good. So yeah.
2: The uh, Now that you said Rayman, it just reminded me of one last thing. There's that there was that leaked image of the Mario plus Rabbids RPG (laughs) battle kingdom, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Uh, that, if that's going to be at E3, it's going to be at Ubisoft. I think.
0: I wonder, exactly. I, I think, see, I held, uh, I wasn't speaking about that only because I think it will be at Nintendo. Nintendo tends to, uh, claim rights to, uh, bragging Mario. rights, uh, when yeah. they, whenever it's their IP, especially Mario. Like Mario showing up on the Ubisoft stage would be crazy. Even though, wow. like, we know it exists. The game exists. The game is the most, the worst kept secret in, like, video game history. This Mario <laughs> Rabbids game. But, I mean, it's, it would seem crazy still that the that Mario would break the Ubisoft stage. So uh, I think, though, know, it's going to be a Nintendo showcased, uh, but that would be super cool if uh, it showed up, even though it, the circumstances are terrible because I think a Mario Rabbids, uh, Mario RPG-type game is just not a good idea.
2: You know, th- this partnership on this game really feels kind of like uh, Nintendo... Uh, showing thanks to Ubisoft because every time it seems, well, it seems like every time Nintendo has launched a new console, we, we, you switch Ubisoft tends to be there. One of the few third party developers, publishers say, saying, Hey, we're making new games for this new Nintendo console. Yeah. Um, Just dance always sells well on the Nintendo uh, platforms. So, you know,
0: and they've gone they ahead and made pri- pri- they've made proprietary Nintendo games like the, the Rayman Legends was originally going to be a Wii U exclusive so they backed out on that one but I mean yeah. the Zombie U game was for a very long time Wii U exclusive. Oh, yeah. So yeah you're right maybe this is like Nintendo saying all right you've been so great to us so here's Mario enjoy Mario. Mm. That's very <laughs> that's an interesting theory you have Josh. I like that. Yeah.
2: They're they're just basically selling Mario. Yeah. Slave Famer is terrible exactly exactly
1: so next on the list is uh, another big one sony and uh that's uh on monday june 12th at 6 p.m pacific um as for myself i pretty much treat sony kind of like josh treats xbox so uh i'm i'm not particularly interested in in anything that they've got so you guys go right ahead mike is also deaf and blind <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, it's technically <laughs> not funny, but okay. Hold on. So yeah, that's terrible. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've heard in an official capacity, and you guys will correct me if I'm wrong, or or you'll inform me. But I think we've heard in an official or at least unofficial capacity that we'll see God of War, and we'll see Spider Man, and we'll see a bunch, Yay. a couple of the things that we saw and at last E3. Those
2: three and are confirmed to be there. Days gone. Wait, let's okay, all- yeah.
0: What about yeah, and maybe the Quantic Dreams game? There were there were so many games last year and I bet we yeah. I, I think we're gonna see those again, which is not normal for uh Sony recently. I feel like Sony recently they announced games like Xbox has been doing this they've been sticking to a here's this year's uh fall lineup and holiday lineup and then Sony's like, Here's some games. Who knows? They come out, they don't? We'll see you then and and you don't ever find out but I feel like this year we're going to see a lot of returning games from last e- E3, uh, like Spider Man and and like you said, Josh stays gone. And uh, I think Guanic Dreams had that game. Uh, Detroit is that the yeah, right name? Human. Yeah, <laughs> becoming human. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I'd like to see um, Nino Cooney too make an appearance. Mm. Other than that, I think we're going to see a lot of repeat of last year, which is totally fine. I want to get an update on those games and hope that they come out in the next year or so.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, I think, like, because last year's uh, E3 with Sony, they really blew it out of the water with just so much great IP back-to-back.
5: Hmm.
3: Um, I know, Joe, you and I have argued about this before. Uh, I would like to see some more Death Stranding. Um, oh, God. Just yeah,
0: no. Terrible idea, Christian. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just, I just want, I just want some gameplay. But no, um, I other. Than so that, do the
0: developers, Christian. They want gameplay <laughs> too. They're working really hard on it. They I'm haven't sure found they it do. yet.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, I. That's what I'd like to see. I we're probably not going to, but sure. I'd also like to see some new IP, just because, uh, you know, new stuff is cool. But I mm. wouldn't be surprised if it was all just updates. And even if it was, that would probably be fine.
2: Mm. It's weird. I think. Yeah, Sony's in a, in a weird position because over the last couple of years, they've basically promised a whole bunch of stuff, and we don't know we don't know when we're getting any of these games. Yeah, and a few of them, a few of them, mostly Square Enix titles, have specifically said we're not coming out for a few years. Yeah, so those games I expect to not see. Kojima has actually said that Death Stranding won't be there but Kojima's a big fat liar and he could just be pulling all of our strings. So we don't know there. But um, I think, I really think they need to have this, they need to play this weird balancing game Um, because if they just rehash on everything that they've already brought, that's not going to get anybody excited. Mm. If they just promise a whole bunch of more new stuff that we don't know when we're going to play, people are just going to be like, well, I mean, what do I have? That's what Sony does, yeah. Yeah, so they need to do, what they need to do is have Days Gone, God of War, and Spider-Man all show gameplay and have release dates the next 12 months. Like, that needs to happen. Mm. And then the, and then show us some other new things. Maybe a Rocksteady game would be awesome. Mm. We know that Rocksteady's had a, a good relationship with um, PlayStation in the past. Mm.
0: And, oh God, there was one other. Oh, you you want to see Destiny Two gameplay there, or at least you expect? Oh, it.
2: that'll definitely be there. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. So mm. they have great third uh, third party support. Sure, um, but yeah, they they need to do. Oh, Bloodborne Two. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, they Bloodborne oh, 2 interesting. interesting. Mm. Yeah.
2: So if they could do a cool mix of some new stuff, and then here's when you're going to be playing these games that you're already excited about. <laughs> that's the only way I think that they can kind of match the hype levels that they've had the last couple
0: years. Wow, guys, that was a great conference. I'm already excited. Josh just nailed it. <laughs> just, he just gave us the perfect Sony conference. All right.
1: All right. I'm just over here blind and deaf. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's <laughs> None just of those really good at guessing.
3: Exciting.
4: Yeah, everything you guys said, and I'm hoping for a new Sly Cooper game because we haven't heard about that uh, in a while. We They left it open for a sequel, and this the... Series went from Sucker Punch over to Sanzaru Games, and um, we know that they're they're definitely working on it. And maybe that.
2: Do you do you think the fans will riot if we get a Sly Cooper game before we get a Crash Bandicoot game?
0: We're about to get a Crash oh, Bandicoot game. We are about
2: to get a Crash Bandicoot game. Oh yeah! Really I I Insane trilogy! Yippee!
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I don't even like Crash, yeah. but it just looks so pretty that I, I'll i probably get it because I, I love it's having a re, pretty games.
4: It's a remaster done right. It's not done too early. It's so old that when you put a fresh coat of paint on it, it feels like a completely new game. I, mm-hmm. I'm really... Look the uh, at- one
0: of the lead uh, the one of the heads at Vicarious Visions was at PSX, and she called it a and they've they've quoted said saying this just on blogs and stuff, uh, calling it a triple A remaster, which I think is a funny, uh, <laughs> a f- funny genre to label to give this game. But yeah, totally excited for that game.
1: Anyway, so the final. Uh, conference that we've got is nintendo and that's on uh tuesday and that's june 13th at 9 a.m but it's worth noting that as with previous years um this is not a like a traditional e3 press conference nintendo opted out of that and they will instead be streaming their conference so if that makes any difference to you then don't watch it but Whatever.
0: No, I I um. would strongly suggest watching it. Nintendo doing the uh, live E3 direct, uh, I think has been a severe improvement. I'd rather that they be there and like fight the good fight, and you know be be there to pull the punches and like and uh, kind of like go out there uh, amongst the other uh, first parties and say, yeah, we're here too. We're in this industry, and not act like this oddman out that they can just act on their own without uh you know rec- with reckless abandon uh but uh as far as actual showmanship goes it's actually much better it's much more controllable and enjoyable and much easier to cover also by the way so mm. uh,
1: well i I'd, was just I'd, saying I'd, that cuz i didn't know what else to say and i'm an asshole and i don't really no, like it no 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 i <laughs> I, I, I no I,
0: I but it brought up that's an interesting point in my opinion but uh as far as nintendo goes um i've just you know uh maybe it's late and I'm a little fried but I just don't know what to expect from Nintendo anymore man like last time they came with yeah. one game and I was like unreal one freaking game how could you do that and then they won the goddamn show like so many people walked away saying Super. they had the best they had the best show because well especially on the show floor because they had just an ace in the hand you know they had freaking yeah Zelda and Zelda is a fantastic game as it turns out uh and it showed really it demoed really <laughs> well but um uh as i like i said before i think they show the rabbits game i really am hoping uh pie in the sky that they have smash deluxe there and uh i hope it's out this year um and or uh in the near future uh i expect that they'll have odyssey uh gameplay like they'll do a gameplay demo of sorts uh maybe it's i don't think it's playable at e3 uh I wouldn't expect that but they'll probably just give us an update on a bunch of things. Uh Smash. Want to see Smash at E3. So, mm.
3: yeah. I I think from Nintendo uh from I don't remember what Switch event it was but they had a thing where uh, it was when they announced Skyrim on the Switch and all of those games and Super Mario Odyssey. Uh they they had a lot of things that just had teasers. Uh but not full trailers. Like, they had a teaser for a new Shin Megami Tensei game. They had uh, a teaser that was just an image for a No More Heroes, uh, a new mm-hmm. one of those. And I, I'd kind of like to see them just kind of follow through with that, like a new Xenoblade uh, as well. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that they teased.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
3: uh, kind of follow through, not with not with anything new especially, um, but just some more information about that. Uh, what, I, what I know I'm going to see but don't want to see is the <laughs> Mario Rapids game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: Because ready for it. I, yeah. Just, I think we all just need to brace ourselves for that. <laughs> um, I, I agree with,
2: um, with Joe in the sense that like, I don't even know what Nintendo is
0: anymore. Like
2: <laughs> they're so, they're what even
0: so, is Nintendo? They
2: they're a total marched, wild card. They, they just march by the beat of their own drum and sometimes they hit the ball in the head, and sometimes you're just like, "What in the what century are you from?" Yeah. Um, it was weird. I'm I'm looking at the same conference list you guys are, and I'm looking at all the different publishers, and without any intent at all I legit I took notes for everybody I legitimately forgot to write something about Nintendo and Look,
0: I'm, what I'm can you expect from Nintendo to be honest yeah, I, it's, 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 it's pretty, not a
1: coincidence it, yeah I don't yeah. think it's a coincidence
2: like I don't it's so weird like <laughs> I can't even I wish I could say something
0: smart or you know some in, sure. You know, educated I will say,
2: speculation, but well, uh,
0: I what I will no. say is, like, I know that we'll see. I bet you we see a lot about 3ds, and that blows me away that we're still talking about 3ds. That they're releasing a new 2ds XL or whatever they're branding that new console. It's even crazier that that's probably the best iteration of the console because it doesn't yeah. have the 3ds light and it looks slick, and yeah. it'll probably have better battery and all sorts of things. So, like, it's insane that they're still pushing this console. I think I'm a firm believer, and there's not a lot. Of me out there but i'm a firm believer that they should just drop the 3ds now they should they should Game Boy advance that son of a bitch if you if any of you know what i mean but uh they should just like drop that uh drop the facade that they're going to support it for years to come and uh just go full on with switch you know they should they don't yeah. have to have the nintendo's always had a handheld always had a home console they don't always have to like that i think the switch is a popular console i think they can move on to that and release a pokemon game on it make a buttload of money and they'd be great but they're gonna release a bunch of info on some new 3ds games this year d3 i guarantee it
4: i mean how long ago did the 3ds even come out because i feel like that was a long time oh, ago and i feel like people who bought in right at the beginning would be willing to to spend money if they haven't already gotten a switch on a switch um and to play some of these titles that uh, are reserved for the 3ds
3: Mm. To give you an idea uh, of how long ago that was, as well as how young I am, I wasn't even in high school when they... uh so when they dropped the 3ds.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, that's the it thing. It was a while is. ago. It was a while ago the th- when the 3ds launched. But the 3ds is a very different console now from what we have yeah, right now. We is. have the new yeah. 3ds and the new 3ds XL, which has higher computing power and way better battery life. We have we had before they announced the Switch. They they released a new version of the of the 3ds, just a new cover called the Galaxy 3ds. And then they uh, gave us, what's it called? They Then now there's the 2DS XL, or the new 2DS. And that's the next thing. So, you know, the people who first bought 3DS at launch, probably not at all concerned about uh, a new Switch and having to buy that. Unless they re-upped to one of the several new 3DS that came out. So, yeah, sure. I mean, that is certainly worth considering. But even that considered, I think Nintendo should soon... Drop the three d s facade and uh, move on to full on switch.
4: I agree. I feel like the switch take is the best of both worlds. It's a great home console, but it it also has a capacity to be played um mobile, you know, as as the same way we consume our three d s. So, I, I would rather see them invest in putting these awesome titles on a Switch instead.
0: Yeah, that's almost exactly what Nintendo said when they announced the Switch, that it is both a mobile and home console game. Yeah, yeah you said it so. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. I think they're ready to... I mean, that was the assumption that a lot of us had, that they were just going to bring all of their developers uh, and all any third-party, second-party devs under one roof that is the Switch. So I'm ready for that future, for sure. For Nintendo, at least. I think it's a good one for them.
1: So, Josh, what about you, man?
0: Um, well, I mean...
1: It, Other than not taking any notes.
2: Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. The, um, the the only thing I have, and it's never going to happen, super crazy pipe dream, uh, I'd like to see uh, Luigi's Mansion. I fucking <laughs> so love those games. They're awesome. So <laughs> bring back the neglected brother to Mario, please. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anything,
4: guys. I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm with you on that it's one.
4: So sad. It's oh, yeah. Nintendo. I I don't even personally have a Switch. Um, yeah, yep. Zelda looks cool. I'll get it when it's not five hundred dollars. And mm, mm, um, fair. Yeah, I'm yeah. whatever Nintendo brings to the table. I'll, sure, it's like when you when you go home. <laughs> like I'm home for the summer, right? But I'm making my own my, making my own food. But sometimes mom and dad put snacks in the cabinet, which is always like, a sure. plus, but it's not obligatory. And that's yes. how I consume Nintendo stuff. It's like that's I've got totally my Xbox, fine. got my PlayStation now, got my 3DS. And, oh, hey, if there's some Hunter, Nintendo stuff I can get, I'll get it.
0: Hunter, Mike's being so rude, like you're making all these killer analogies. And he's just like – Killer analogies? You
4: know, yeah. Because my first analogy was about that people
0: – I almost liked you for a whole night, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Or well, I had to maybe more accurately like five minutes yeah
5: all
0: right Hunt, mike pierce really quick before you start wrapping things up oh, we boy. haven't heard any of your predictions so if you have anything you want to like anything that you're hoping to see anything that you think we're going to see that's uh noteworthy just e3 in general no
1: Overwatch. i had some i well actually i guess really my yeah I, I had to uh, I'd like to see something totally out of left field from Microsoft, something exclusive or multiple exclusives to go with the Scorpio, some brand new IPs, just like blow me away and throw out something really cool. Mm. Um, and then with Bethesda, I said um, Elder Scrolls. I do. I do. I think they will be I think there's a good chance there'll be a new Elder Scrolls announcement, even if it's like Christian said, just a quick 30 second little teaser that would be enough for me, but I think there will be something. Um, And other than that, I I don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of other games I'd like to see, but I could, I could talk about that forever. I'm hoping that maybe, I don't actually even know if creative assembly is doing anything at E3, but um, they're building up to, they're building up to their total war, Warhammer two. So Maybe if we're lucky, they'll say something at E3 about the fourth unexplained race in uh, in Warhammer or in Total War Warhammer Two. I'd like to see that, but knowing them, it won't happen. It'll be hidden in some crazy pun in some picture that they put out that, like, the internet has to figure out on its own. And so that's that's usually how they do it. So.
2: Um, one quick thing, and I don't know why you reminded me of it when you said Microsoft, um, a potentially plausible like get that wouldn't be too expensive for Microsoft. Um, there's is if they landed like console exclusivity for player unknowns battlegrounds.
0: Hey, and they show and that's they, a they great idea that.
2: They showed that with their, um, you know, they got that new mixer stream thing where you can stream four people at one time. Yeah, yeah. If they showed yeah, that, that playing, you know, four people in a squad playing that. Hey, hey, we've got mixer, and you can all play player unknowns battlegrounds. You know, like that could be something that you know isn't gonna you know break the bank. That would get a lot of people that are excited about playing battlegrounds, but don't have the computing power to do so. Be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna play it that on Xbox. W- that would Didn't. be a
0: wildly progressive, very, very powerful Microsoft mood. I think. I think, Josh, he, you're uh, you're ready for the consultant uh, yeah, career, oh man. You're ready. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you've like- been promoted from from lowly press to like business that. strategist. Wait,
2: Hunter's uh, getting Josh, fired. I'm Josh, don't leave me.
3: Please don't <laughs> leave me with these people. <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed if E3 doesn't live up to Josh's picture of E3. <laughs>
1: hasn't did blue hole ever say anything about that i feel like they did say something about they i've were, heard something they were about console about Xbox yeah. first before before so i
0: didn't hear anything about that but i mean i've heard that yeah we're coming to console because i mean yeah. why the hell wouldn't you go to console it's like right no super
1: popular yeah so yeah. why not yeah yeah all right well we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up there um so thanks for listening everyone my name is mike pierce i'm an editor at gaming trend you can find me uh my twitter account which is at grumpy gamer that's grumpy with two r's uh and you can also expect my rising storm 2 vietnam review to go up probably tomorrow so friday what is that june god what's today friday june 9th and i believe it'll go up Um, I can say that because the embargo is already up, so no worries there. Uh, And I don't think I've got anything else that I'm working on at the moment, uh, except for this podcast. And um, Joseph, what about you?
0: Uh so you can find me at Joey Dagabonuts, uh, but I'm also news editor, so you can find all of the news things that I write along with many of our fine editors here, uh, just in the news feed. Uh always come to gamingtrend.com for all your news. But also I have a project in the works right now. It's uh I'm not gonna divulge exactly what it is yet, uh but Hopefully it will be aired already by the time this episode airs as well. So uh, I will say it's a Hearthstone-focused project I've been working on for some time, and I'm excited about it. So definitely check the front page. You're not going to say what it is,
1: except you just said what it is. Well, no, it's a
0: Hearthstone project, but I won't say what it is. But uh, yeah, just keep your eye on the front page, and hopefully uh, you'll catch it soon. So that's my project
1: recently. All right. And uh, Christian, oh, man, is it? At Locker Kid?
0: Yes, Mm. it is at Locker Kid.
3: Uh, Okay, uh, I'm starting to memorize them now. You can find my review of Town of Light. It's currently up. And uh, my review of uh, Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 2 should be up. Because finish one Telltale game and on to the next. There it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, at Hunter underscore Wolf with an E, what do you got for us? Yeah, nothing new this week, but heading out to e3
4: next next week so look for tons of previews and news and everything yeah, the, the Your e3, and e3 heart stuff desires yeah yeah
1: and last but not least mr. Josh Devlin Josh
2: yeah uh, you can tweet at me uh, J Devlin 24t um, uh, also you can find me at e 3 consultantcom <laughs> um uh just gearing up for e3 um gonna be playing the home team can't go out to la but gonna be plugging away in the news and getting Perfect. all that stuff out to the I am
0: I am relieved to hear that I don't know how many people are actually staying <laughs> home to write news with no me. yeah
2: I took like I it's a holiday for me I take off of work make sure I'm home so yeah I'm gonna be, yeah I'm gonna be there at the pre- watching the press conferences and
1: you know putting the news out all right and uh if you ever want to get in touch with joe and i you can email us our address is podcast at gamingtrend.com and you should just navigate to gamingtrend.com anyway to check out news reviews and all sorts of video game related content we will see you next week everyone thank you
2: Oh, Mike, uh, so we don't waste podcast time.
1: Mm. uh,
0: Tell me about Overwatch.
1: (laughs) We were talking about that uh, before you got on. Is it just uh, absolutely
0: terrible? Isn't it just such a bad game, just like you said, Mike? Just like yeah, you said, it would be shitty. a terrible game, right? It's, yeah.
1: a, it's a bad game. Of course, yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I haven't seen that episode. Yeah. Mike
0: immediately yet, so. got hooked. Josh, Mike, like within yeah. seconds, yeah. I watched him get fully dopamine drip addicted to this. Game. I watched yeah. some
2: of the let's play. I watched him go off as soldier. Yeah, thirty-two and eight at the end there, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, is that you? Are you sticking with soldier for a bit, or did you try it with some other people?
1: I've tried now. I've tried Farah. I um, told him to try Farah. Uh, He's listening to me. Who else? I, try. I, to I, try. <laughs> I am listening to you joe there was someone else i tried too um i tried the uh, whoever the cowboy is with the the to
0: try him too
2: he's getting a buff
0: right is he really He needs a buff yes yeah, he, he certainly I, doesn't right now two i'm oh. um, too butthurt over mccree's insane overpowered nonsense Rid- oh, ridiculous no.
1: Yeah. And well, I we- tried um, re- who's the Reaper guy briefly. Is Reaper. Reaper? Oh, Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> <Nailed it. laughs> He's the most yeah.
0: generic like uh cliche character, so you nailed it right away. He's the Reaper guy. He, yeah, he
3: feels like a villain in a nineties cartoon. Oh, I oh and I played I've
1: played it. Mercy as well.
3: So. Mercy's a good And one. I,
1: did, I did okay with Mercy. She seems like a relatively easy healer to start with, because you just fucking hold the trigger down.
0: Very easy, very high skill cap though. Like you can if you're with a serious team, you can uh, you can definitely get really high yeah. level juggle
1: with so her you're pocketing and I I noticed that the her like alternate is when you give people the damage boost
5: yeah
1: um and is her is her ultimate so not her alter alternate but her ultimate is that like the one that gives everyone a fucking damage boost no
0: that's not Mer- no, no, no. no mercy will yeah. raise people back from the dead. Uh, If they're, if they've been dead for a certain number of time, next time you play as her, you'll notice little icons over uh, your fallen heroes, your fallen comrades bodies. Uh, And that means that they're still eligible for a res. So her Hmm. ults will, she'll say heroes never die. And then anyone with that icon on that's in your immediate vicinity, I don't know if that's the case, Uh, but I assume anyone who's around you still got that death icon on them. You can res them. Yeah, they're, they're I, like it, 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 very it, powerful. Towards
2: the end of your guys' gameplay, when you guys were trying to defend the payload in that last match, their mercy came in, and you guys had wiped their team. And she came in and like revived all of them. And mm. then you just did it again because you guys are bosses, I guess. But you
3: know. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> should uh, you should give Roadhog a try before the nerf makes him useless. Yeah, so I, you I, him. I, what look,
1: I, I am did you with that He looks really fun. He is because he's way too
0: good.